for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. We are live and amplified. So let's get ready to podcast. Fire it up. Welcome, everybody, to another Live and Amplified Livecast. I'm your host, Tom Quiet, and we are back at it again with another amazing podcast. First off, I want to wish everybody a happy, happy 2021. Hopefully, we leave 2020 behind us and keep moving forward and keep on pushing, which is why I decided originally I wasn't going to have a podcast today. I wanted to take the time off and just kind of relax and reflect on everything that we've done in 2020. But Nia posted that she was releasing some new music a couple days ago and I was like well I've already kind of broken the uh the uh break that I was going to take during the holidays and I was reached out to her last night yeah it was last night actually that's how quick this all kind of came together and was like uh hey let's do a podcast promote your new single and lo and behold it became two singles so here we are uh we got a Nia Nichols joining us today how's it going today Nia? Yeah, I'm doing really well. Thank you. How are you? Doing pretty good. You know, it's 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 early. Well, it's not that early here. I've been up for a little bit, but you know, it's just kind of like my day's thrown off because fireworks were going off until like two thirty in the morning yesterday, and I was like, okay, twelve o'clock hits. I'm going to bed. I saw the ball <laughs> drop. I'm good. And then, of course, here in Texas, it's like fireworks. Let's get it. <laughs> Yeah, you must be pretty tired then. (laughs) Kind of, but not really. I'm good. Oh, that's good. (laughs) First off, I want to thank you so much for jumping on the podcast. I really appreciate it. It's always a blast to sit down and chat with you. Oh, no. Well, thank you very much for taking the time. Like, as I said, you know, taking time out of your break to speak with me. I really appreciate that. (laughs) It's like taking time out of my break, but my break is taking time out of the podcast. So it's just like, okay, we'll, we'll figure it out. But, yeah. um, so first off, you're dropping new music already, setting 2021 off right. Originally, it was supposed to be one song. And then I found out this morning when I woke up that it's two songs. Uh, so, so what was kind of the idea of doing, promoting one release and then kind of springing a surprise release behind it? What was kind of the idea behind that? So usually I always like release one single at a time. And I do that because I like to promote like one thing at a time because the music industry has sort of got to a point now with social media and everything. Like everyone can only focus on like one thing at a time. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of why I did that. But the record label that I'm signed to now, Unique Recording Artists, they like to put out as much as, you know we can because it it does look better for the artist on Spotify when people go and look and they see they've got all this music up so they said well we're going to put out your two new songs Waste My Time and Cali Beaches and I just thought okay well how am I gonna how am I gonna promote this because I don't normally do this Um, and I just thought you know Waste My Time can be the surprise second single and just drop that on the day and you know as you said (laughs) you woke up this morning and realized it was two and I thought well, it's like my little Christmas present to everyone. <laughs> oh, so 
let's go ahead and start off with uh cali beaches because that was the one that was promoted pretty heavily you did like the pre-save link and all that stuff um what's kind of the uh, story behind that song and how long have you is it like is it a strictly a pandemic project or how long have you been working on that song so i actually wrote this um shortly after i came back from california last january and my mum and I went over there because I was doing some recording and it was so much fun. But when we came back to England, we were so jet lagged. We were so tired. And, you know, we're jet lagged, like when you're jet lagged, basically, you're exhausted, you fall asleep for an hour and then you wake up at like a ridiculous time in the morning and you're wide awake. Yep. And that's basically what happened to me at half three in the morning. And I just had this lyric sort of go around in my head and it was cali beaches so i have this really awful recording on my phone of like me whisper singing the first verse and chorus and it's pretty awful but i will be posting that because i have no shame so <laughs> that'll be going up tomorrow and basically the song is about a girl who chooses her career over love and i think it's sort of an interesting twist on that on those romance movies that you get in Hollywood where, you know, the successful businesswoman chooses love and life in the countryside over her successful career in New York. And every single time I watch those movies, I just let off a huge eye roll because I just think I would never do that. I would always put my career first all day, every day. And I would be, it'd be so anticlimactic for me if I was the main character in those movies. Like I, I would get on the plane, I would go to the city and I would do my thing. And I think a lot of my friends think similarly to me as well. And that's sort of what the song's about really. I kind of describe it as my happy sad song yeah. because you know, it's sort of about being grateful for what you've got around you, but kind of wondering like, oh, what if, what if I chose a different path? <laughs> Absolutely. You know, and it's, it's, a great song like i i was waiting until midnight my time to see uh to listen to the song because i wasn't sure if it was coming out if it would be available to me at midnight uk time which would be 6 p.m i want to say oh, um, yeah. and so like for whatever reason i was just i didn't think to look at 6 p.m to see if it was available for me <laughs> so i just waited until midnight and so i'm still uh-huh. working on finishing up a, a something else that i was working on and I was listening to it. And I'm like, all right, this, you know, I, I was a little groggy at that point. And then I listened to it this morning and I'm like, cool. I love this song. It's amazing. Um, are you planning on doing like you, you do music videos. You did one for uh, Jessica and did you end up doing one for uh, what was the other song that you came on last time? Yeah, close to you. I did have a video for that, but I, I ended up not putting that out because I, I got signed around that time. Oh, so oh, yeah, yeah. everything was all over the place. <laughs> yeah. So that actually, that's another thing that happened bet- since the last time you've been on is you got signed to a record label. I Thanks for bringing that up. I totally forgot that. I thought the last time you were on, you had just gotten signed, but I realized that hadn't happened yet. So first off, congratulations on that one. Um, so w- what's it kind of feel like to be a signed recording artist? it's it's really cool actually I mean it's quite funny because over the years I've always sort of set these goals like you know things that I wanted to achieve by a certain age and 
I always said I wanted to get signed to a record label before I was 21 and before I left university. And these days getting signed to a record label, it's so rare and it's so difficult because technically you can do a lot of this stuff by yourself now with social media and, you know, at home recording studios. So I wasn't sure if that was going to happen, but it came about quite suddenly because my record label um, called Unique Recording Artists, the man who runs that called Bob Patmore, we have a mutual friend and that friend introduced me to him. He just said, yeah, do you want to meet Bob? And I was like, yeah, sure. So my dad and I went up to London to have a chat with him and it lasted quite a while, about four hours. And then a week later, Bob calls me up whilst I'm in uni and he's like, yeah, I'd like to have another chat with you. (laughs) And so my dad and I go back up to London again. And then I basically signed the contract and that's how that happened. And it's a nice feeling because it's nice to feel like you're in a secure like position now if you know what I mean Mm -hmm. um but also at the same time I really just want to work as hard as I can to make sure this all pays off yeah absolutely and it you know it's kind of weird because you when you think of getting signed by a record label it's because you're at a show and people are like a record exec or a representative sees you at the show and what it's you from everything that I've seen it's more of a live performance that draws people in and then you you go ahead and get signed in the middle of a pandemic where there's not any live shows going on so you know it, i think that's just really cool and wow. speaks to the music that you're putting out and have been putting out and like just like from when i first met you when you released jessica to the two singles that you just released uh cali beaches um you know, it, there's just such a huge growth in between those two songs, just those two songs specifically, that I can't wait to see what you got coming up. Like, whether it's an EP, LP, doing a full length album, just keep doing the singles, whatever the plan is, which obviously I don't know. I'm not on the inside of your, your <laughs> record company, but, you know, yeah. whatever you got going on, I can't wait to see it. Oh, thank you very much. I mean, you know, I'd love to put out an EP or an LP, as you said, at some point. I think right now I'm really working on trying to like gain more streams on my Spotify because that's Mm -hmm. obviously where it's all at. And hopefully if that starts picking up and picking up consistently, uh, I would love to do something like that because I have so many songs. I hate waiting like a year in between because, you know, how we normally do it, we recorded these two songs that I just released together I will be recording another two songs but I've already written like two more songs like in the past week and I'm thinking how long do I have to wait now to release that one (laughs) so you know we'll see how it goes what was it about uh Cali Beaches that it just kind of spoke to be the right song to release right now honestly I don't know (laughs) I think I've had this song you know, tucked away for about a year now. And, you know, when we finally recorded it back in November, I was so excited about it. And I really just wanted to put that out. And, you know, as you said, being in the pandemic, we haven't been able to do as many gigs. Well, actually any gigs, it's all live streamed. And because it's live streamed, I've been quite conscious of not really playing new songs because it sounds so ridiculous, but I don't want people to go back 
to that video and like more and more people hear that song and then it's not new anymore. Um, so none of my friends have actually heard Cali Beaches. Like no one really has. I've played it on a few live streams, but you know, apart from that, no one really knows the song. And so that's kind of why I wanted to release it now. Cause I just thought oh, it's about time. I'm so excited about this one. It's different to what I've done before and I'm just proud of it. Nice. <laughs> Awesome. Um, and then, of course, the, the big surprise was uh, Waste My Time, which was the surprise single that came out. Um, it, is that also a song that you've been working on for a while, or is that more of a newer song? What was kind of the story behind it? Yeah, so that one's actually pretty cool because my producer, Matt Bull, he sent me the backing track of this song back in November. So I would say it's like a relatively new song. And he sent me this backing track that he had been working on and he said, you know, write some lyrics to it. And so I did. And that's how that came about. And I've never written like that before with anyone. I've never written to a backing track. So that was quite an interesting exercise for me. But, you know, I really enjoyed it. And I'm definitely up for doing more of that. So that's how that one came about. Nice. Uh, so it, it basically, it came from like the, the instrumental, I guess is the best way to phrase it, didn't even come from you. And then you just kind of were given the exercise of writing to it, which, you know, at, at, as like, I'm trying to think how I want to word this. Um, so as somebody that usually has a hundred percent control or creative control over their music, um, what'd you find to be the hardest part about writing the song? Like when you, 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 cause you usually do the, inst or the instrumentation and the lyrics, but this song, the instrumentation was given to you. What was the hardest part of writing, uh, waste my time? Yeah, I'd say, uh, the hardest part, what would be the hardest part? I mean, I have so many notes like on my phone. I have so many lyrics that I've just never used and things that never really fit in certain songs. So I think like the good thing about this exercise was that I was able to go back to those notes and, you know, sort of fill in the gaps. But I'd say the hardest part was probably like from my point of view, when I write a song, well, when anyone writes a song, they're probably how do I word this now? <laughs> they'd be singing the chorus and maybe they think, oh, actually, I want to go off here now. I want to do something completely different, something that wasn't expected in this song. And for me, having to write to this backing track, I obviously couldn't do that. It was there for me. It was written how it was. So I had to just follow that. And I think that was probably the hardest part for me because I wanted to go off and do different things because, you know, I'm my own artist and then Matt is his own artist yeah. so we all do different things so collaborating for me anyway has always been tricky like I've never been good at it I'm I'm very stubborn I like things done my way <laughs> so writing to this track was interesting it was a little bit tricky but after doing that I yeah. think it will just come more easy now because yeah. I've done it and it, it'll definitely like as you start to like really take steps forward in the music business and start to um like, especially if you start doing more Nashville trips and coming into Nashville once this pandemic thing is not a thing. <laughs> Fingers crossed, hoping. Uh, 
it, it, it'll get you used to the idea of co-writing and doing co-writes, which is a very, very, very popular thing in Nashville. Yeah. Um, but I'm sure it's starting to become popular in country scenes all over the world in general because mm-hmm. they see it's working in Nashville. So, you know, it is what it is. Um, so, like, j- just kind of putting yourself outside of your comfort zone and just kind of like okay this is the the restrict not restrictions that's a really rough word to use but like these are the guidelines that I have to stay within I have to stay on this tempo and you know just like all these different things it's it's really good practice I guess is where I'm going with it and then the fact that you decided that the song was good enough to actually release like that just shows you can do it and make good products and you know so yeah thanks um so obviously pandemic we hope we hope 2021 will be the end of the pandemic um are you guys are still on lockdown right now or did you guys go back into lockdown or you know what i have no clue at this point because every single day there's a new like restriction yeah um but at the moment we have like different tiers so there's tier one tier two tier three tier four and now tier five and i'm in tier four so basically that means i can't really do anything like all the shops are shut and i'm not even allowed to go back to university until the end of january um so it's all over the place i really have no idea what's going on (laughs) yeah so you you are planning on going back to school and finishing up yeah yeah I mean I only really have a few more months left and I think it's such a shame that this last year has been like this Mm. and you know actually to be fair I've I've put out a load of tweets on my Twitter and I'm never one to do that but you know I think the way people have sort of treated students and universities have treated students it's been it's been really difficult for us because you know, we still have to pay the exact same amount for everything. And, you know, if anyone's on Twitter, if anyone wants to check out my my Twitter, basically, I wrote all the reasons why this isn't good. And I'm hoping to sort of take that to the next level because, you know, all the students in the UK were all just so fed up and we're yeah. so tired because we haven't had the right education, basically. Yeah. So that's how this year has gone. <laughs> I got you. Um, what I, I don't know if we've ever talked about it, but uh, what are you studying in school? I'm studying commercial music. So okay. that's basically just performing. <laughs> Can't really do much of that. <laughs> performing and recording. And uh, that's kind of it, actually. Okay. Cool. Yeah. And so th- that would be like a bachelor's degree or bachelor of arts degree, I guess, is what it would be. Or is it different yeah. in the UK? I'm trying to think now. I think it's back bachelor's i i don't okay. really know i can't okay. really remember <laughs> i got you no worries no, sir. Uh, I just so, life. <laughs> so this is your last uh 20 uh spring semester 2021 would be your last semester yeah yeah my last one nice. that's got to be exciting right you know it's i mean unfortunately did you go to class or was it all online in the during the fall semester so they they told us it was going to be half online and then half on campus. Mm-hmm. And for me, luckily, it kind of it, it was. But then for a lot of other courses, 
they went in and then they were told everything was online. So it was sort of like they pulled a fast one on them. Yeah. Um, but then towards the end of the semester, towards the holiday break, all of my stuff was online. So yeah. I hope that this semester will be more on campus because, you know, that's part of the fun. You know, it's part of the fun going into uni and seeing everyone. And yeah. we'll just see how it goes. <laughs> yeah, I was talking to a... Uh, a musician's a musician came into town a couple of weeks ago and her husband is taking um it's called hvac hvac courses or he wants to be an hvac technician which is like air conditioning and all the heating ducts oh. and all that stuff and yeah. his entire thing has been online but everything that they're teaching him it's like no it's got to be hands-on like i gotta like see and do like I can't yeah. just sit here and watch a video. Oh, this is how you put duck or like an air conditioner in, or you know, like whatever it is. And so yeah. it, it, it's just been a really weird 2020. And hopefully, moving forward, we'll uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. You know. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully it'll work out, and hopefully um, they will write us off <laughs> for the big loan that we're gonna have to pay off because it's just it's not really fair. You know, it's not a fair situation. Absolutely. Absolutely. So it's been about 15 or no, 15, 16 hours. Yep. I'm just looking at my top. It's been about 16 hours since you've released Cali beaches and you've been promoting it so heavy for the last few weeks, you know, trying to get people to pre-save because the pre-save links are everything on Spotify right now. Now that the song is out and people are listening to it, what's going through your mind? I'm really relieved that the song is finally out and that people can actually hear it. And, you know, this is a song that I'm really proud of lyrically um, because I think it sort of summed up everything that was going through my mind when I wrote it. And so I hope that when people listen to it, they do enjoy it and that, you know, they just put it on repeat basically and <laughs> they keep streaming it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And you start getting it on playlists and all that stuff. So exactly, um, yeah. and and like what what's kind of been the reaction you've been getting? Are are people liking Cali Beaches or are they liking Waste My Time More? Like what's kind of the uh, feedback you've been getting so far? Oh gosh, I don't really know. I mean, everyone's been very nice about Cali Beaches because mm -hmm. that was the one that I was really pushing. Yeah. But you know, I've had a few messages come through on my Facebook saying they really like Waste My Time. Mm -hmm. And I think it's quite cool because Cali Beaches and Waste My Time, they're so different. Like yeah. style stylistic basically. Yeah, oh yeah. It's so different. And yeah. so it's quite funny to see what people gravitate towards and everyone's been super nice about Cali beaches. So I'm really grateful. It, it'll be interesting to see how this release strategy works. Like you're promoting one, one thing. And then right after that releases another single drops right behind it. So it'll be really interesting to see um, how, how that play, pays off for you and just kind of um, yeah. just, just see if it, a, if it works. Cause you know, like, Maybe you guys stumble onto something and it's like, okay, we promote one thing and then we release a second thing right behind it and they both do just as well, you know? So yeah, even yeah, I think it's, yeah, I think it's like sort of, uh, I don't know if it's the right phrase, but like the shock factor of it because yep. people are expecting one thing, then they get another and then they're like, 
okay, now I have to check this one out. (laughs) So I hope it kind of works. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I, I like, I think we all hope it works and, you know, because it like right now, from my perspective, it's really the perfect time to be kind of experimenting with what you're doing because you don't have shows. You can't do show or you can't do live shows right now. Like, I mean, Mm -hmm. I guess, depending on where in the world you're at, like certain parts of the world, they're doing live shows, some certain parts they're not. So, you know, it just really depends on where you're at, but like, so you particularly, you can't, so you got to find a way to keep your name, name out there, keep building your building yourself. So like by doing the, uh, promoting a new single and then doing a surprise release, you know, maybe, maybe it works, maybe it doesn't. We'll, we'll kind of have to wait and see, like, obviously being 16 hours off the release it's it's a little soon to tell if it works or not but um but hopefully it does um what's kind of the uh plan moving forward now now that you've got the singles out and you uh are you looking at doing videos are you looking at like doing acoustic versions of these songs and doing like acoustic videos like what's kind of the plan moving forward so for Cali Beaches, I actually do have a video, but it, it's not like a normal music video. It's more like all of our home videos, that all the videos that we took when we were in California. Um, and I thought that was quite nice because I thought it sort of gave people a bit of an insight to what I was doing when I was over in California and that it, it really wasn't like a holiday. Like it was a full on like work thing um so that's what i've got planned for cali beaches waste my time i don't have any plans for um and the next step i think we're going to be recording more songs mm-hmm. during january or i think yeah. and then we'll be releasing them over the next few months and i hope to actually be able to do music videos then mm-hmm. at the moment with all the restrictions yeah. it's just been near impossible to get anything done yeah. so just have to wait for the right time and I mean, honestly, it's a good opportunity to kind of, if you want to test your creative limits and start getting creative with how you do certain things, mm-hmm. whether it's like just doing something, making a music video in your bedroom, you know, like whatever it is, like right now is just the time to get crazy and start, start uh, experimenting a little bit with the music and how you promote it. So like, I, especially now that the stigma of 2020 is kind of behind us and like the fresh perspective of 2021 is out there um even though it it i hate to start it off with such a downer because it's like the 2021 does not look as (laughs) promising as the beginning of 2020 did like (laughs) let's be realistic like they're, they're they're talking about new variants of the COVID and like all this other stuff going on. So it's just kind of like, all right, so it's more 2020, but you need to like, I've been taking this mindset of, nope, it's 2021, 2020 is behind us. Let's see what we can do to make 2021 the best year we can. So. Yeah, that's a good way to look at it for sure. I mean, like I, I know I've definitely been experimenting a lot with, sort of you know my music releases like when I released Jessica that seemed like the worst time for me to do that but you know then I I got to meet people like you and it just for for me 2020 was a really good year for my career and it shouldn't have been because we couldn't do anything 
Um, but I think if you just sort of free yourself up and don't overthink things, like, you know, everything's worked out very nicely for me and I hope it continues to do that. And I've sort of thrown away the whole overthinking about every yep. single and how I'm going to promote it. I'm just sort of going with the flow now. And yep. I think that's Absolutely. all. Absolutely. That's the best way to do it. You know, it's just kind of like if 2020 ta taught us anything is we don't know anything for sure. Like anything at any given moment can happen. And you brought up, uh, you had come on back earlier this year when you were promoting Jessica. Yeah. You were promoting Jessica. It had just released. Um, and like I'd mentioned earlier, just like watching you grow over the last when, when, when did you come back? When, when did you come on for the first time? Was that June, May, June, something like that? When did you release Jessica? Yeah, I think it was around June because I released Jessica end of May. So uh, around beginning of June, I yeah. think. So like watching you over the last six months just like really grow and release more music, release new music. It, it's really been awesome. And just like thinking about all the musicians that I've worked with, like just even the the musicians that I worked with originally that brought me to you. And then the, after doing your interview, the musicians that you brought me to, it's just kind of like, wow, this is really crazy. This is awesome. And so like, if I could take that same momentum and just keep going into 2021, I'm happy. I'm good. Like, let's keep going. Yeah, so. yeah definitely. It's a good way to look at things. <laughs> yeah. Um, so with it being the new year, I'm a big fan of speaking things into existence and just kind of setting yourself up for um, a positive start. So what are some of your goals for your music in 2021? What, what are some of your goals and aspirations? Okay, so I want to make more music videos. That's okay. definitely something I want to do. And I want to, because like in the past when I've done music videos, I've been so nervous about doing them because, you know, I'm not, I'm not an actress. I'm not a dancer. So like, I'm so out of my comfort zone when I do that. Um, but I really want to do more of them and I want to get better at that. And I have a band now and uh, I really just want to gig as much as I can with them once we're allowed. So I'm looking forward to doing more with them. And I also really want to come back to Tennessee in the summer. Mm -hmm if I'm allowed yeah. and I want to do that and I want to spend as much time as I can out there because I just really miss that atmosphere you know like you guys in America I don't know what <laughs> I don't know how you are the way you are because it's amazing like for an artist to come over there and you guys are so welcoming and yeah. tip very well we don't tip over here <laughs> yeah. And it's just such a great vibe and everyone is so nice and supportive and, yep. you know, people are nice and supportive here as well, but it's just a different atmosphere. So I really miss that. And I really want to go back there in the summer if I can. Yeah. So that's my plan. You know, like, I mean, I, I have seen some reports that they are letting people from the UK travel over to the US, but they're being really strict and super like have your paperwork, have your, um, have your test results and like a whole bunch of other stuff but it, it's one of those things it's like when you get here depending on where you're going it's kind of like for, as a musician is it really worth going through all that to come over here and then like oh well I can't even play show you know like dep obviously depending on where you're going like uh Nashville is going through a lot right now and Tennessee like Tennessee in general is just going through a lot right now with mm -hmm. um um the what, what 
COVID, they had the tornado, they had all the uh, rioting and protesting and all that stuff going on. And then they just had, uh, I don't know if you saw the uh, car bomb explosion on Christmas day. That was horrible. Yeah. It's like, it's just been a rough year for Nashville and it's like, hopefully, hopefully they can rebound. But I also know that you spent a lot of time in Memphis as well, which is where you filmed Jessica. Um, So how, how do you, how do you kind of decide and split time between the two? Cause like, I mean, obviously Nashville is like the Mecca, but Memphis in its own right has its own like musical thing going on. And it could very well be just as big, if not bigger than Nashville, just because it's got its own thing going on. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I love both Nashville and Memphis a lot, but I think it's quite funny because over the past two years, I would say that, <laughs> I've grown more fond of Memphis like a lot because you know I've made new friends and like there's such a great community and like they look out for you and you know when I'm there I get bombarded with so many gigs from my friend Mark Parcell who runs his own songwriter venue called South Main Sounds and he literally he sends me on like a little (laughs) marathon basically of gigs he's like right go to that venue after this gig tomorrow morning farmers market and it's just so much, but I really enjoy that. And so I think if I were to go back to Tennessee this year, and who even knows at this point, Memphis would be the place I really want to go to first because mm. it would just be great to see everyone again. And, you know, if it if I'm allowed, Nashville would be great. But as you said, there's so much going on there at the moment. And because yeah. it's like the country music capital, it probably isn't the safest place to go with COVID. <laughs> so it's kind of just weighing out your options really and see what comes of it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it, it, it like I bring, anytime I talk to somebody from the UK, it, I always bring this up because it's really interesting. Like you watch a lot of the UK country artists that want to come to Nashville, want to come to Memphis, want to come to Texas and they want to, and like succeeding in the U S is like a, I don't want to say a benchmark for them, but that's like a big goal there. Whereas you talk to like a lot of musicians here in the States, it's, oh, if we could succeed over in Europe, whether that's the UK, you know, like whatever it is, oh, that's a huge thing. Like that's a huge benchmark, yeah. like just being able to travel overseas and that that's like a benchmark moment for them. So just kind of watching and seeing the difference in what's considered a success for different bands and different types of musicians yeah. in different areas it, it's really interesting so yeah I mean like that's the thing I think if you sort of break into Europe it helps set you up for America like mm-hmm. I've seen you know Casey Musgraves I know she's always been like really successful in America but she came over to Europe and she did like a whole tour and then she went to the Royal Albert Hall in London and she sold it out and like Mm -hmm. that's like unbelievable for a country artist like herself who doesn't get a lot of country radio play in America Mm -hmm. to sell out the Albert Hall in London but it was because she did the circuit in Europe and same with Ingrid Andress I think she did a similar thing um, and so for me, you know, I love Memphis and I would want to go there and sort of make a name for myself there. But I also think it would be wise of me to maybe take a look around Europe <laughs> as well. But I don't really travel much around Europe. That's the weird thing. I live so close, basically. I'm in yeah. it. <laughs> you know, and 
like I, I don't know how the setup is, like if it's easy to travel from country to country within Europe. Like I, I, I'm not familiar, like because I've never been to Europe, I've never been to the UK. Like I, I have no clue. But <laughs> I, I'd imagine it's probably not easy to like if you wanted to go from UK to like I don't know Pol- Poland. I don't know. I'm just throwing making things up at this point. Um, but it, is it easy to travel? in between Europe or is it more easy to travel within the UK? Like if you wanted to go to Ireland or Scotland or, you know, whatever. Yeah, it's actually not too bad. I mean, I haven't really traveled around Europe that much um, at all, but you know, we are part of the European union. I mean, Mm -hmm. we just came out of it last night, I think. (laughs) So I don't know how the traveling restrictions will change. They probably will, but you know, it's always been fairly easy. And actually a friend of mine, she was from Boston, I believe. Mm-hmm. She did a semester in Bath and, mm-hmm. you know, we had some classes together. And it was so amazing to see that on the weekend, she would just travel. She'd just yeah. go to like Italy, yeah. like Rome or France. And I'm like, where are you going this weekend? And she's like, oh, I'm going to France. And I'm like, but she she just doesn't think about it. Like, and I think that's something that's different between Americans and like British people, you know, we look at like a four hour journey as like so long, we can't even like think about it. But to travel from country to country is sort of like, what? Then Americans, you guys are so used to it. (laughs) Well, here's the thing. And this is just my perspective on it is there, there are a lot of communities. And I saw this when I was living in New Mexico. Okay, so story time. I was living in Roswell, New Mexico and uh it was the the manager of the state tv station that i was working at his wife was a school teacher and she wanted to bring her kids in to show them like the station as like a career day type thing and i was talking to a couple of the kids like hey so how do you how did you how'd you like the tour how'd you like the the like the video like we shot a little video thing like oh it's really cool but I've never been to Roswell. Like this is such a big city and they lived 10 minutes away. They had never, they were 13, 14 years old and they'd never traveled 15 minutes outside of their town. Like leaving the little community that they were in, they'd never left. Like, and it was like, man, I took, I took that for granted as a kid because growing up in the city, it was just kind of like, oh, we're going here, we're going there, you know? And so it is what it is. And so like now I, take that i'm like i don't want to be that person that ends up being 30 and he's never left the 15 mile radius of his home of his home so any chance i get it's like oh let's go to oklahoma oh it's six hours away okay let's go and i have a feeling (laughs) that i'd be the same way in uh like london uk europe you know whatever it is especially if it's like easy to drive and it's not like a crazy 14 hour car ride or something you know like 14 hours is a little crazy eight hours is about <laughs> where i like wow i can comfortably make that trip and not be mad at myself for making that trip but anything over eight <laughs> hours it's just kind of like eh, okay we're good oh my god so that's so mad i mean like anything above three hours is considered well actually i'd say even less than that like probably anything over an hour and a half 
mm-hmm. maybe even less than that an hour yeah. Yeah. people find that like a long journey and like I've been pretty lucky because my parents have always like taken myself and my brother to like different places and that's why we go to America because we just love seeing yeah. new things so we're used to long journeys and like we're pretty comfortable with like traveling like long distance but some of my friends bless them like 40 minutes they they yeah. consider that a pretty long journey and yeah. I'm like well and it it's all about perspective because like this is one thing when I was living in Chicago because I grew up in Chicago uh, driving two hours seemed like the longest trip in the world and that's obviously when I was growing up like we'd have to drive anywhere from two to three hours to go visit family or uh, you know whatever it was and it seemed like the longest trip in the world and then when I graduated uh, college I moved out to New Mexico (laughs) And where I was living at the time is in the middle of nowhere. Like we were the biggest city in three, uh, in 150 miles, like the biggest city. And Roswell wasn't that big of a city just, just for clarification. And so it was three, like if I had to go see a specialist, like if I needed to go see a neurologist or like, like a specialist doctor for something, I, it was three hours to get anywhere or if I needed to go to like a camera store or like get something specific for my film work it was a three-hour car ride so oh if, like, the four years there it was just like okay well three hours is nothing and then started doing live and amplified and it's like well now we really got to start traveling and then eight hours just kind of became nothing and so now here we are so yeah I mean I suppose like the more you do it like as you said like you just get used to it I mean I find that traveling back and forth from uni like it's about an hour and a half sometimes two hours like if there's traffic yeah and you know the first few times I made that journey I was like oh this is long and it drags on it's a straight road but now it's like literally nothing I'm so used to it (laughs) you know and it like the the best experience I ever had traveling across the U.S. was when I took the train um, my grandpa had passed away about six years ago and I wasn't wanting to drive the, what was it going to be 18 hours back to Chicago to get, go to my grandpa's funeral. And so yeah. I was like, well, let me take the train. And so I decided to take the train. It ended up costing me like 80 bucks or something for a ticket from New Mexico to Chicago. And I was like, okay, I can make that work. And so I jumped on the train and just drive like, still having that feeling of driving and being able to see and notice different parts of the country, but not having to actually worry about focusing on the road. So like I've become quite fond of riding trains and like, if I get the opportunity where it's not going to cost a whole bunch of money and you know, all that stuff, I will definitely, I definitely love taking trains. So like I, I have this image, which it's going to tie into the question that Dom asked into the, in the chat box. He asked when I was coming to the UK and it's like, um, I don't, first off Dom, I don't know. Uh, we'll, we'll figure that one out as, as COVID permits. Um, but like when I go to foreign countries, I've seen myself riding public transit more just to kind of a be able to see more of the area and not have to worry about like the actual, transportation i guess so yeah no i get that and train journeys are really nice like my dad my dad loves that i think he traveled i can't quite remember the exact place but he traveled from here where we live in england to like mid wales i believe 
-hmm. I think my dad's watching this, so he'll probably comment if I'm wrong. But he loves that. He just loves like watching like everything go by and I do too. It's just really relaxing to be honest. (laughs) It's, you know, there's something about just, I I don't know. I I had never ridden a train before until six years ago. And then now it's just kind of like, if I ever get the opportunity to like really do that and do a cross country trip on a train, I'd probably take it just a, because it's once in a lifetime experience and B you get to see more than just flying. And it's maybe a little bit, I don't know. I don't know if safety factors, but it is. (laughs) So um, I want to, Thank you so much for jumping on the podcast. I want to be respectful of your time. Uh, what's kind of the plan moving forward? Do you have shows on the doc? Are, are you doing like virtual shows right now? Or is that not really a thing right now? Like, What's kind of your show plan moving forward? Um, at the moment, I don't really have any live streams planned, but I am planning on doing one at some point because, okay. you know, just to celebrate Cali Beach is coming out and waste my time. And I think that would be pretty fun. Um, Show-wise, I do have one coming up. Well, this was just classic. We had a pretty big show happening that was supposed to happen in November at this Mm -hmm. place called The Lighthouse. And it's a really great venue. Like everyone travels to, you know, watch shows and it's just a really great place. And I was supposed to play there with my band in November and then we went into a lockdown the week of and oh god we were so gutted about it and then they pushed it I think to January but then not everyone in my band could do that so now it's been pushed back to the summer so (laughs) it's just so hard to say like with live shows I just I've I've sort of just forgotten about them at the moment I'm probably going to focus more on live streams at the minute yeah absolutely and you know like I mean as weird as live streams are, if you really think about it, just because it's like music is a really impersonal or is a very personal thing and you feed off the energy of people being present. And mm-hmm. it's really hard to recreate that energy when there's nobody in the room. Yeah. And like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I, I was at the beginning of the pandemic, I was really all about the live streams and musicians going on doing the virtual live streams. And now it's just kind of like, unless you're doing it like through Zoom like this, where it's like treating it like a concert where it's like, okay, we're going to open this up to a hundred people come in and play for them. Um, I don't know. It, it, it's weird because yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I'm just not on the uh, virtual shows anymore. Like, I'm just not on that bandwagon yeah. anymore. So. <laughs> to be fair, I think probably a lot of people feel like similarly to you because, yeah. you know, we've done it now and it, it's always nice to watch artists online. But mm. I was talking to my friend actually the other day. Her name's Amber Ray Dunn and mm. she's a country singer in Memphis. And I recently did an interview with her because I was trying to raise money for like her album recordings and we were talking and she was mentioning like tips and she said you know I'm doing a live stream but you know people don't really think to tip the artist when it's on a live stream it's not like they they mean to they just don't think they maybe they get distracted and they walk off and they forget to do it and she said that's the difference between you know live streams and 
in-person shows like it's an experience when yeah. you're watching someone like at a gig and yeah. uh, I think she's right like you know I guess we kind of took it for granted but yep. I guess now that we can't do them we won't do that again we won't take it for granted you know yeah absolutely you know and it's one of those things where it's like when the pandemic was first a thing the virtual shows seemed like this great idea where it's like okay the pandemic's only going to be a couple of months we'll do virtual shows and we'll keep ourselves afloat until we can get back out and do live mm -hmm. shows and i was really about it because i thought it was a good idea and good opportunity to like expand your horizon and grow and i've definitely seen musicians grow from doing virtual shows but it's just like it's not the same it's not the same experience and i really realized that when i went to my first show of the year well my first show of the year first show since covid about a month or so ago and i was just like yep it's definitely not the same it is not <laughs> the same feel it is not the same vibe and i yeah so and uh, so are you guys allowed live shows now um in texas it's kind of do what you want it's it's up to the uh up to the venue promoters um that there's still like limitations on who you are how many people you can let in so that's kind of a weird weird thing you'll go to a bar that could seat like maybe 75 people or something and there's only like 20 people in there because that's all they can let in mm. but um so that that's kind of a weird experience but for the most part, we're starting to see shows pop back up, which is cool. That's good. It's not at the bigger good. venues. It's a lot of the uh, smaller pubs and bars and breweries. So. Yeah. Oh, that's good then for your artists in Texas. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, like, I think it's, they're starting to pop up more across the U.S. in general. Like, I know there are certain states, like, their lockdown restrictions are a lot stricter than others. But um, other than that, I'm not too sure like what some places are saying mm. versus others. So yeah, have um, to see how it goes. <laughs> yep, absolutely. But um, yeah, once again, I want to thank you so much for jumping on the podcast. Uh, if people want to subscribe to you on Spotify, listen to your music, find you online, where can they do that? Yeah, well, firstly, thank you very much for having me. That's really great. And if you guys want to stream my music, I'm on Spotify. It's just my name, Nia Nichols. I'm on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and it's all just Nia Nichols. Oh, and I'm on YouTube. So it's straightforward. <laughs> hey, have you not jumped into the uh, TikTok world yet? Oh, gosh. <laughs> I am on TikTok, but I don't know if anyone wants to see that. <laughs> but you know my TikTok... <laughs> I... I I wasn't a believer in like another side rant here before before yeah. we call it a day. I wasn't <laughs> a believer in TikTok for musicians because you know I thought it was just one of those things where it's for more established musicians to kind of get um, their songs into rotation, people doing the uh, side by sides or whatever it's called. And then mm -hmm. I was watching this independent musician from Nashville just kind of build a following, and she one day she was like hey, got this uh, this uh, rough track of a new song I'm work working on. Let me know what you think. And it ended up getting like 5,600 shares or something. And then oh. she's like, okay, well, if, it get, if you guys do that again, I'll actually go record it and we'll release it. Or I'll actually go record it. And then she did the exact same thing with like the cleaner version. 
and it ended up getting like a million shares or something. And she's like, if you do it again, I'll actually release the song. And then again, <laughs> and she released it, and then it became like number one across the iTunes charts and all that stuff. And I'm like, wow, whatever you did, I like, I got, I'm sitting here for days just kind of going through her TikTok history and just like, how'd you do that? Like, let, yeah. let, let's reverse engineer this and see what we yeah. can do to like make this work for everyone. So, I know it's definitely a strange thing. Like, I, I use TikTok just for uh bands to be honest like it's just jokes for me but then I also have a few little clips of like unreleased music that I'm working on and things like that and I don't expect to go viral and I kind of hope I don't because my TikTok is a bit of a mess yeah <laughs> and if, if people want to see that my TikTok is Mia Nichols 3 I think okay. um and you'll see what I mean by that but you know I guess it is really good for like artists and you know it's a luck thing I think as well you just never know who's going to go viral and I think it's really great I think it's yeah. a really cool thing yeah absolutely you know it's just one of those things where it's just like it, it's a new well I mean it's not a new platform because if you go back through the history of TikTok it was around as musically and so it has its lineage but as TikTok itself as like this pheno cultural phenomenon really it's a relatively new thing and people are trying to figure it all out um mm. and the fact that a lot of people can't makes it really interesting because it's like it just shows that it's organic like there's not a method to the madness it's is your stuff good or whatever your content is is it good are people reacting to it if it isn't then it's not it's not going to succeed on tiktok which is really yeah. interesting so um yeah. But I mean, that, that's also all very uh, uh, diff perce different perceptions. Like, I mean, th there are people that blow up on Spotify that couldn't get two likes on TikTok. So like, I mean, it just, it's the audience. You just got to figure out what the audience is. And um, yeah, definitely. So. And I think like the cool thing about TikTok as well, um, I, I saw this guy, I think his name's Grady. Grady Smith mm -hmm. and he's on YouTube and he's a really cool channel he just basically talks about everything that's happening in country music and he was talking about TikTok and he said you know some people hit like they get viral and they have a professional setup but then some people go viral and it's actually just them in their room mm -hmm. and he said and I think that's the cool thing about TikTok yeah. is that no one's really looking at like the quality of you know if they can hear your voice like crystal clear or if like the image is crystal clear yeah. if it's good then they'll like you yeah absolutely and uh, on that aspect or on that uh, on that note uh since you have signed to a record label and you're kind of starting to work yourself into the more business aspect of the music industry of like working with a record label and stuff like that have you ha do you have a linkedin page are you, are you familiar with LinkedIn? Yeah, yes, I do have a LinkedIn page, but I, I've never really used it. Um, you, maybe you, I will at some point. Yeah. Well, here, here's why I ask, because I've found LinkedIn, like just as purely business and like you treat it like you would your Facebook page where you're posting your music and all that stuff. But just like purely on a business end, like just getting yourself out there to radio DJs and country like A&R like just different types of people um it's really good for that because that's where they're at 
and just getting their attention is really easy on LinkedIn right now. So I'm just going to throw that out there for anybody listening. It's, uh, you know, just, just kind of think outside the box a little bit and like, Oh, I, I have this new song that I'd love to have on, I don't know, whatever your favorite country station is where you currently live and you find a DJ or a, a host or whatever it's called. Um, and just friend them on LinkedIn and then just kind of casually start posting your videos and they'll see it and you know, yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. I'll definitely put that up actually. Yeah. I'll do that this evening. (laughs) That's, that's kind of been my new thing is just treating LinkedIn like, because originally when you think of LinkedIn, it's like, Oh, it's for, if I want to get a job and just building Mm -hmm. a job portfolio. And it's like, yeah, that's what it was about five, six years ago, but now it's, it's completely different. It's it's got its yeah. a life of its own. So, oh, that's cool. Okay, yeah. yeah now I'll definitely I'll update my page because it's it's pretty dated now. But yeah. that could be my project this evening because I always try to email and reach out to so many people the day of my releases. So, thanks for that. Thanks for that tip. <laughs> and it's funny because now that we were talking about it, Dom actually just sent me a friend request on LinkedIn. I'm like, oh, that's funny. Oh, <laughs> uh, but uh, so. Once again, it's been an absolute blast talking to you. I always enjoy our conversations and uh, you're always welcome back. Any, whenever you get your next single ready, your music video, whatever you got, feel free to reach out. And it, it's kind of funny because when we were, to- I talked to you, what was it, a week or two ago, asking if you had anything coming up uh, that you wanted to talk about. And he's like, yeah, you, you said, yeah, we'll t- uh, I want to get on in 2021 and talk about some new stuff. And I don't think you were referring to Cali beaches. I don't think you were referring to that. And then I just reach out. It's like, yep, we got you on in 2021. It's like the first possible moment in 2021. So, yeah. That's funny. Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. I'm always like sort of <laughs> forcing my way into like different podcasts all the time. Like, yeah, you know, you've already spoken to me once, but speak to me again. <laughs> yeah. no, and like, I mean, I don't want like it's one of those things where it's always such a great conversation. It's become what it it's interesting because I've always, anytime I bring on a return guest, it's like, okay, well, what are we going to talk about? Like we talked about 90% of it already. And then with you, I don't know. Is this your third time back on now that I'm thinking about it? I think it, I think it is. Yeah. Well, because you were on the, when we were doing the like Instagram thing there for a bit, you were on one of the, I don't know. Yeah. Second, third time, whatever it is. And it's just like, it's easy. So I, you know, it's a fun conversation and I always enjoy talking to you. So anytime you got something going on, let me know. You're you're in. Thank you very much. And you know, I always enjoy speaking to you as well. It's great. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, But once again, thank you everybody for tuning in. Thank you for stopping by. I really appreciate it. And we will catch you guys later. Yeah, bye. Cool. We are good. I need to block out this window. I recently moved my computer setup in front of a window because I thought it would be better. But Mm. anytime the sun comes in, it's just kind of like, oh, let's blow his face out. (sighs) Yeah, Yeah, that happened to me, I think, like the first time we had our uh, interview. Yeah. because like our Wi-Fi is so dodgy, like all over the house, and the only place it was good was like in the middle room. Yeah. And so I had to go there, but I 
literally could not position the camera anywhere else unless it was like in front of the window and oh my god i look like a ghost (laughs) you know and like most of the time it's not a huge issue because it's late enough in the day where the sun's Mm. setting or already set but now doing like the early morning podcast it's just kind of like oh no (laughs) look at me I, i look terrible right now so (laughs) 